0: never ever marks this spot. The ones
1: that do call him the winter soldier. I'm Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top Five Report, the podcast that's done extensive research, and we agree the answer is 42. My name is Drew, I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother Peter. Here? Um, hey man, uh, so we have a crap ton of news to talk about tonight. That's um, <laughs> so, I hear. Yeah, so um, we're gonna we're gonna get to that in just a moment. I just I wanted to bring it up to you because like I was shocked at the, how much news like dropped. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to discuss. I um, think I'm out of the
0: loop because I feel like I haven't heard about anything, but maybe it's just. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing, may, like, sparked my fancy from may, what
1: I heard, may, so... Maybe you and I are looking at, the, like, two completely different news outlets. Um, <laughs> well, how have you been this week, though? Oh, Since we last good, talked. Good. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, uh, have you watched anything? Have you read anything?
0: Um, I'm kind of, like, in a weird place where I've tried to get into, like, a couple different TV series and stuff and haven't really, like, nothing's really catching my interest, but uh, the one cool thing that I watched was, uh the movie Midsummer. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this movie at all or anything, but, uh, this is, um, it's essentially the writer and director of, uh, Hereditary. This is his next movie. Um, and this is the one about, it's like a group of college age kids who go to Sweden for this weird, uh, Midsummer festival. I'm, I don't know. I wish I could see your face right now because I'm not sure if you have any idea what I'm talking about or not. <laughs> I,
1: I I do not, and yes, I'm making okay. my face.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so, anyways, this is a movie where um, I'm trying to think of the, keep this like short and concise. Um, it's been a bit since I have watched the movie, so it's kind of like trying to gather my thoughts on everything. But this is like, I feel like if you compare this movie to Hereditary. I think Hereditary might be a better movie in the fact that it will – Hereditary, like, really made you feel scared and really made you feel dread and kind of left you with this really bleak feeling afterwards. And this movie, *Midsummer* kind of doesn't do that exactly, but in a good way. Because I think – I talked to a lot of people about this movie, and everybody is telling me that it's really effed up, for lack of a better term – and it's, it's just going to really, like, mess with you when you watch it. And I watched it, and I was like, well, that actually wasn't as messed up as I thought it was going to be, but it uh, it actually was, like, a movie that I'd watch again because it didn't make me feel really crappy <laughs> from watching. And that's, like, where Hereditary, like, it was a good movie, but it leaves you with such a bleak feeling. Um, to kind of give you, like, a summary of the plot synopsis, it's about a group of friends who... Uh, they're, like, college-age kids um, who go to uh, this—one of their friends from school is, uh, sw- is from Sweden, and they go to his home in Sweden where he lives on, like, a farm commune, and they go there for this uh, midsummer festival. And it's kind of this weird thing where it's a group of Amer- Americans who go to this festival, and everybody's kind of dressed up in this weird traditional, like, festive garb while— all the Americans are wearing their normal street clothes. So all these American kids just stick out like a sore thumb at this festival. But they are kind of being inducted into a cult without knowing it. And uh, as and I won't say, like, give anything away. But as the events in the movie go on, it uh, slowly gets more and more messed up. And you slowly start to see how the beliefs of these people, like, contrast insanely with our beliefs like you know like our beliefs here in America or whatever and it's just kind of like really I guess it's kind of a really interesting turn but it does it all even though like some of the stuff in this movie is very messed up and very jarring compared to what a lot of people are used to it's uh it kind of does it in a way where you're not bothered by it like it's almost like appealing like you can kind of understand like why somebody would Join the cult and I think that's where the movie is successful because I watched it and I think like I wasn't as disturbed as I should be and I think that's why the movie's good because with what with the things that happened I should feel more disturbed (laughs) if that makes sense. The movie's like kind of successful in that like you can understand how somebody could be romanticized by the society and brought into it so that's kind of my really vague uh, review of this movie, but it's it's a movie that's like been getting a lot of high critical praise, and I don't want to really spoil any of it uh, if you you know if you eventually end up do watching it. But I really enjoyed it, so and I'm kind of looking forward to you know what this director does next. So.
1: Yeah, no, that makes it sounds good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really cool, and it's one of those. The acting in it is it is great. Um, a lot of the visual like uh choices and like style of it is really good and it's really well written like it's it's a good watch and like i said like where hereditary is a little like really really bleak this one it wasn't as bad in that sense like i didn't feel like really crappy afterwards so that was kind of nice
1: sure okay um, um, how
0: about you? Have you watched anything? Was
1: or? was that it on your watching category?
0: That's that's honestly it. Like okay. I've, I've tried some things, but I haven't really found anything I've gotten really into besides that one movie. Uh, how about you?
1: All right, so I watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh
0: nice! What do you
1: think? Um, I loved it. It was great. It's um, yeah. It's literally exactly what you said it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. It like your review was like dead on. Um, There were some things that, like, really, like, just being a fan of Kevin Smith and following his career from the films to, like, listening to his podcasts and, like, just following him, um, it really, like, um, hit home in some certain spots just because I've been following his career for so long. Um, But the scene with uh, Ben Affleck was just especially touching because they brought in, the they kind of rekindled the Amy story yeah absolutely
0: uh, that's that actually was i think my favorite scene in the movie like that was like like you said incredibly touching and it was like like i think chasing amy's my favorite uh kevin smith movie and it's kind of cool that 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 scene that kind of uh brings that story back into the you know in this film like it holds so much weight um Story wise and just emotionally.
1: Yeah, my the only criticism I have is the uh, the running gag with Silent Bob uh, texting. Um, (laughs) It I thought it was just a little too much, but that's that's all that's all I had. I was like, okay, that's like I get it. It's gonna be an emoji. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But that was.
0: I thought it it was pretty clever, but yeah, I definitely understand what you
1: mean. It was pretty clever at first, and then I was like, by like the fourth time, I was like, okay.
0: Yeah, like, they could have used it as a joke, like, once, and maybe just kind of left it at that or something like that. But, But yeah,
1: no, otherwise I thought it was really great, and the amount of cameos was incredible. And I started laughing because I knew Melissa Benoist was in the movie. uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I knew that was coming, and I knew Val Kilmer was in the movie, so I saw that one coming. But what I didn't see coming was, if you watch Supergirl, um, Melissa Benoist's husband's in the movie, along with the guy who plays Brainiac, five. Oh, Uh, nice. And they're in the movie, and I spotted them. I'm like, oh, that's hysterical. Like, you know, so. um, (laughs) That's great. One of my
0: friends, sorry, this is like super quick, but I didn't even realize this, but I think it's kind of funny. One of my friends criticized Jay and Silent Bob reboot because he was kind of confused about how Kevin Smith exists in that universe, and he just was kind of weirded out of like, okay, so clerk, I don't know, he was just like, he's like, okay, so all the movies that Jay and Silent Bob were in also exist as movies in this universe, and then Kevin Smith's there, and it just got, like, way too meta for him, and I just kind of found that really funny, <laughs> to
1: Well, be and overall, it's a very meta, it's just mm-hmm. meta from top to bottom, <laughs> so... Absolutely. No, but it was really great, especially when they explained the difference between a reboot and a remake. That was probably one of my, my other favorite scene. And it's funny that I say that, but my other favorite scene is when um, Jason Lee is explaining to them everything they need to know when they're back in the comic book store. Oh,
0: so, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. So the other thing that I watched was *Alita: Battle Angel*.
0: Cool. I know this is on HBO, and I've been wanting to watch it. I just haven't yet.
1: Um. um Overall, it? <laughs> overall, it is absolutely gorgeous. It is such a beautiful-looking movie on a visual scale. Um, the storytelling is a little predictable. Okay. Um, I don't know enough about the source material, the anime that it was taken from, or the manga that it was taken from. Um, I don't know enough about it, but... Um, I felt that the story was a little predictable, but overall it was, it was just a really fun, good sit. Um, so yeah, that's the, honestly the best review I could give for you. Um, yeah, it was just a really,
0: I I mean, I've heard almost like nothing but good things about this movie, even though it, uh, I know it didn't do super well at the box office. I might be wrong, but that's just kind of the impression that I get from like people I follow online and stuff, but I've heard like, that it's actually really awesome and stuff. So yeah. I'm excited to actually watch
1: it. I, I just wish that it had, um, I wish I would have seen it in IMAX just because of like some of the visuals. You're just like, oh my God, this would have been amazing in IMAX. And then there's some visuals that it's like, oh my God, this was meant to be a 3D movie. Like, okay. like, there's just, because of because of what they were attempting to do with it, it's like, clearly they were going for the 3D uh, gimmick. So And it wasn't like the stuff that pokes out at the screen, it's more of a depth thing with the 3D. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, it was very clear that that's what, like, they thought of when they were doing the uh, computer work for the movie. But overall, it was really, like, I really enjoyed it all right you ready to get through this long list of news yeah let's go for it. okay first and foremost uh literally like about an hour ago before we started recording they dropped the first look at the batman costume did you see it no yeah so uh check your <laughs> <laughs> check your internet um
0: i've, I've had like a I had no idea. So, yeah. man, that sucks
1: that <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the first look at the Batman costume, it's not much. You can't see much to it. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, but it does say it does say it's a screen test, so this very well could not be the final look of the costume. Okay. Um, the cowl itself looks like it's got a little bit of a leather look to it. Um, and the chest piece that you do get to see has a tactical look to it and what i'm not what i wasn't thrilled about is that the bat symbol on the chest doesn't have the ears on the bat weird and then and then i remembered the cover to detective comics 27 and there's no ears on the bat on that bat suit Okay. so it was almost like "Ooh, i see what you did there matt reeves <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. so to that point i'm okay with the symbol but again this is a screen test so it might not be the final costume my only beef with the cowl is that because it's a leather look it you can if you look real closely in the very dark image they give you it's got like you can see the stitching in the seams okay. um this may be an this may be, like, a costume for, like, a first night out kind of thing, like, maybe a flashback for the first time he's out doing stuff, I don't know, um, but I like the, the way his, and that's, and that's the thing, like, with Robert Pattinson, like, structure of his face, the way his jaw looks and that open section of the mask and stuff, it just, I mean, it looks good, so. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'll have to actually take a look at it, um, the way you're describing it, it to me, like, kind of sounds kind of cool, to be honest, like, Even the idea of being able to see the stitching and stuff like that, it sounds kind of neat. It sounds like a bat suit that I haven't seen before, but it's also, like I was just saying uh, when we did the Batman episode, like I kind of like the scaled back sort of bare bones, like, you know, just like gray spandex suit. So if they're going in more of that direction, that's kind of interesting, but it might be something completely different because I just haven't seen it yet you know but uh, one
1: of the one of the things that the cowl because of what they're doing with the cowl they might be doing this this might be the first time we actually get to see this live action is if you watch like the animated series or uh as in batman the animated series or mm -hmm. the batman cartoon that came out i'm the reason i word it like that is because there was a cartoon that was like in 2004 i think that was titled the batman Um, one of the things that they did in that series was he was able to grab the cowl by like, like that nose section where it's open and pull it back over his head. And then his face as Bruce Wayne was exposed and then he could pull it and he could pull it back and then it would back to cover his face. This might be the first time we actually get to see that. You'll see what I'm talking about when you look at, if you look at the picture online, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I don't, okay. and I don't think it's a spoiler to talk about the bat suit for a Batman movie because it's a Batman movie. <laughs> oh, all, yeah, I mean we I all mean, know there's gonna be a costume. Not a spoiler either. Yeah,
0: it's one of those things like if it's gonna be on the movie poster, you can't consider it a spoiler, you know, if it's right. the way a costume looks or something. Right. Um, it does sound like they're going in a new direction with this one, <laughs> which sounds kind of cool to me because we've seen so many of the, you know, all black. Rubber latex suits, and you know, we've seen a lot of samey Batman suits, so hopefully, this one's new and unique. So,
1: yeah, all right. Well, let's um, we'll roll through this since we're on DC news because that was the very first thing mentioned today. Um, we have this is an interesting thing Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn has changed its title to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. (laughs) Right, I heard about this. It's changing its name to the Harley Quinn The Burns Play on all theater chain sites after a struggle to fly at the box office on its opening weekend. Okay. Here's the catch. A Warner Brothers spokesperson told that the official title remains the same and the new Harley Quinn title is only being used by ticket sites to help search expansion. Okay. So it sounds like they're not... It sounds like they're not changing the title of the movie. It's literally, like, just to help people search for the movie because Harley Quinn is so heavily, like, featured in the um, advertisement that people are, like, looking for Harley Quinn and not Birds of Prey and not understanding. So yeah. that's how I took that.
0: Yeah, I wasn't super disappointed with it. I think out of all the characters in the movie, like, Harley Quinn is definitely the most uh, household name out of all of them. And you got to... I mean it's Hollywood, it's, you know, the movie industry, you have to go with like what people know. So even if they did change the title, even though like I think the original title is better, like I do get it. Like I do understand why they would change it, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I just I didn't want it to change cuz like uh like Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Not Legends, not Legends of Tomorrow. Sorry. Um the movie uh what's it called? Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Yeah. It was it was went through like four or five different title changes before it actually got to Edge of Tomorrow. Um, and that's what it ended up being in the end when it finally got to home release.
0: Yeah, I think it was originally Live Die Repeat or
1: live something. Live Die right? It was Live Die Repeat and then um, they tried changing it back to All You Need Is Kill, which is what the source material is based off yeah. of and then like they it, they went through, like, four title changes before it got to the home release, which is Edge of Tomorrow. Um, nice. Okay. The Flash. Flashpoint movie synopsis. Ready for this?
0: Sure, let's go for it. <laughs> okay.
1: This is technically spoiler territory for the Flash movie. So I'm going to issue a spoiler warning right now, and I'm going to just read this quick. Now, before I read this... Um, I want you guys to know that this is literally like, because it's Flashpoint, it's based off of a comic book of the same title. So, here goes. Spoiler hammer dropped right now. The storyline sees Barry Allen the Flash travel back in time to avert the mother, mur- the murder of his mother. However, when he returns to the present, his mother is still alive, but the world is a nightmare. The Justice League doesn't exist, and Barry must do everything he can to set things right, or as close to right as possible. Hmm, sounds a lot like the comic book, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah okay. Completely. <laughs> okay, next part of this. Still spoilers. That Gal Gadot's Diana Prince may make an appearance in the Warner Brothers upcoming solo movie for the Flash, but it won't be the Diana Prince you're familiar with, and it because it'll be an alternate version we'd seen on screen if this happens. As we're hearing that despite dropping the idea of initially they're now going to be adapting a lot of the Flashpoint arc from the comics, which means the Wonder Woman will get will be the one from a different reality and not the one from the main timeline. In fact, this version is actually evil. Okay. Again, sounds exactly like the comic book. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh spoiler discussion lifted. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just thought it was interesting. It sounds literally like they're trying to go with the comic book. I just hope they do the Batman stuff from that series because that is probably one of the most gripping parts of it. So. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and last piece of uh, uh, DC news is that uh, the Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, wins wins the Academy Award for Best Actor for playing the Joker. So, and there's much rejoicing. <laughs> and there's much rejoicing. Yay for Joaquin Phoenix. Yay for Disney, I'm not Disney, DC Comics. Yay for comic books in general of getting a ver- one of the top three serious awards given at the Academy Awards to a comic book film. Which yeah. co- What's cool, though, is Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix both won Academy Awards for playing the Joker, and both remain the only actors to win for playing comic book characters. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so congrats to DC on that. And that's.
0: So the Academy loves the Joker is what I take
1: from it. <laughs> uh, yes, the Academy loves the Joker, but it's just nice to know that, like, when, see, the thing is, is like, so for example, uh, Logan, uh, the year Logan came out, it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, what's important for that and like the Joker was too, but what was important for me on that one was I was really hoping that Logan would have won adapted screenplay because it was, it makes us look at comic book movies in a different sense and it makes us, um, how do I want to word, uh, uh, it would make the industry look at them on a different microscope like, oh, it's actually literature. So, and that's, and that's an important thing because comic books are still literature, but I feel like there's certain areas where comic books are not being held in the same vein as literature.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just in like 10 or 20 years from now, I think it's just going to be like, it's going to see so like dated to have that view. I think like, I think everybody's starting to come around to understand like, yeah, comic books actually are literature and are art, but, um. You know, it's just some of the old guard just maybe still isn't on that page. But like you're saying, like, it's awesome to see these movies and roles actually recognized by the Academy. So,
1: yep. Um, all right. Let's take a look here. What's next that I want to discuss? Um, let's talk about some Marvel news real quick. Um, Owen Wilson has joined the cast of Disney's The Loki
0: interesting yeah
1: wow 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 (laughs) that's when i when i read that all i can hear is owen wilson going wow (laughs) do
0: you have any idea who he's gonna play or
1: have they said anything no the report says loki is cast in a major role wow Or Owen Wilson, (laughs) Owen Wilson cast in a major role. Wow. That's That's awesome. That's all I can think when I hear that. It's just, that's all that goes through my head. I haven't
0: seen him in anything for a long time.
1: I know. That's why he's now going to be a part of this. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, More Marvel news. Um, Let me jump to uh, Christian Bale reportedly set to play an alien villain. Uh, Marvel Studios started off this year with a bang, launching talks with Dark Knight star Christian Bale for a role in the MCU. Immediately upon hearing the news, Marvel fans launched a speculation on who Bale could be playing, from the corrupt Roxanne boss uh, Dario Agger to Adam Warlock and everyone in between. However, the fresh new report suggests that uh, the character won't be Agger as a new casting grid says Bale is set to play an otherworldly alien species. Huh. Yep. Yeah. So um, he's joining the MCU for Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh,
0: Beta Beta Ray Bill, do you think that's who it's going to be, or any speculation?
1: Uh, The only problem I have with him playing Beta Ray Bill is that he would be under a mask the entire time. You wouldn't see his face, and I think that um, once you get to a certain level of acting stardom, you're not going to... uh, you're not going to, uh, you're, you're going to want the FaceTime is the best. Right. Way and,
0: um, I mean, unless they, they mocap it or did something interesting like that. I just, this is interesting. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm thinking, okay, I still have no idea who he's going to play, <laughs> but it's right. very, I'm very interested to see what this leads to. Um, I'm also thinking like, I don't think, uh, Christian Bale's ever played, somebody who wasn't human right or like um it's <laughs> like an alien <laughs> like <laughs>
1: that's yeah yeah that's a good point
0: <laughs> so that's kind of a uh, interesting
1: thing too yeah that's a very good point <laughs> um okay uh moving on um we're on marvel right yeah okay so remember how i said scott derrickson left the director chair for Doc- doctor strange and the multiverse of madness all right, so it sounds like we have a director that's in the talks for this. Any you want to make any guesses before I uh, talk about it?
0: Um, James Wan.
1: No. Um, um I don't know. Uh, Sam <laughs> Sam Raimi. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, well, the what goes through my mind is um is there a chance that Sam Raimi's going to use this to shoehorn in a Spider-Verse?
0: <laughs> yeah, who knows? I don't Hold I, on. I'd actually be Okay, keep going. No, 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 no,
1: Okay, tell me your thought.
0: Well, I just, I'm kind of curious, because I don't know, like, how much Sam Raimi wants to do another Spider-Man movie. Like, I don't know if he's in the place where he's like, I never want to deal with Spider-Man again, <laughs> sort of thing, but uh,
1: All keep right. going. So the news when Sam Raimi was announced to be in talks to direct Doctor Strange 2 Sony announces new Marvel movie. A new untitled Sony and Marvel film is set for release on October 8th, 2021. It looks like Marvel fans have something else to look forward to in 2021. In addition to the currently slated films, a new report um, has revealed that new untitled Sony and Marvel film is now set for release. That gives Sony a second release for 2021, and the only thing previously coming from the studio was a proper sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home on July 16th. Uh, which is the Spider-Man film that Sony and Marvel worked out in a New Deal after they publicly split ways. So if Spider-Man is already slated for that year, this is likely a new spin-off film for another Spidey character. My thing is is if Sam Raimi coming from coming off Spider-Man from a long time ago, Doing an MCU film for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Multiverse being the key word here, and knowing what's going on with the Sony Marvel nonsense, trying to clean up the Spider-Man debacle and Morbius and all those movies coming, um, Sony's going to announce an untitled movie added to the slate. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just the the timing of those stories just caught me off guard. I'm like, that's weird. So.
0: Yeah. That is interesting. I think if they do, so you, you think Sam Raimi is going to try to, I don't, is he, he he's going to try to bring his Spider-Man universe into the MCU? I don't like, know.
1: I don't know. It's just it part of like a
0: the multiverse there.
1: On my part of this, it's all speculation. It's just yeah. because I was like, whoa, look at that. That just is too weird of a coincidence. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: I think it's possible. I think it's the sort of thing where, like, if you remember back in the day, Tobey Maguire said he was only going to do a Spider-Man movie with Sam Raimi directing. So, like, it is possible that some of these characters, like, if Sam Raimi wanted to do this, like, some of these people might actually be willing to come back and make an appearance, you know?
1: Yeah. Yep. So we'll <laughs> so. see. No, it's just, yep, and we'll see. You know what I mean? So... um all right, uh, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, slate for Disney Plus, since we're on Marvel. Um, Disney Plus, Bob Iger confirms 10 Marvel shows in development for Disney Plus. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was good. That was interesting to hear because I didn't realize it was 10, and I don't know if we've been told about all of them, but... And
0: you said Marvel shows. Yep. So like, it makes me wonder how many of them are gonna be, you know, within the MCU, or you know, are right. four of them like animated series that are aimed at a younger audience. You know, how, what's the actual breakdown with? It how could many
1: be. Shows there's gonna be. It could be, but here's the here's a lineup for this year. In August, Falcon and the Winter Soldier release, uh, with six episodes. Following October, eight episodes of The Mandalorian for season two, and then again in December. WandaVision starts with 6 episodes. Now, if I put right. <laughs> and now if I put 6 episodes behind Falcon the Winter Soldier and 6 episodes behind WandaVision, that if you count that out, if you look at the certain time gap, if you look at the time frame at least for the, that the Mandalorian delivered, you're looking at at least a movie per series. So it's almost like they're yeah. making, you know what I mean? So Yeah, for sure.
0: That not about it it's interesting i guess i'm just trying to see like i'm waiting to see how it all breaks down i guess
1: <laughs> oh yeah no i agree i just i'm just pulling the stories as i see them you know what i mean yeah. so um so yeah mando season two we covered that and that kind of rolls right into some star wars news ready yeah all right perfect um so star wars news Rogue One prequel series, Cassian Andor. Actor Diego Luna says the untitled Rogue One Disney Plus prequel series will be filmed this year. Um, I bring this up because uh, we haven't heard much about that since they said that they were doing the Cassian Andor series. Um, And we know that it's a prequel to Rogue One. So if you don't know who Cassian Andor is... He is, if you watched Rogue One, he's the guy who, he's, like, basically the rebel spy that kind of sets everything into motion looking for Jyn Erso and then helps her, like, you know, steal the Death Star plans and whatnot. Um, he's basically, like, the other main guy that's not Jyn Erso. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it sounds cool, It's it's awesome to see it coming, and it sounds like it's, I feel like, Similar to The Mandalorian, this is just going to be a fun, action-packed adventure. So, yeah, I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah. Um, And then there is a canceled Star Wars television series. (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan? No, alleged footage from the canceled Star Wars Underworld television show resurfaced on the Internet showing a mysterious figure attempting to secure plans for an Imperial Star Destroyer. Um, announced by George Lucas in 2005, Star Wars Underworld was intended to be a TV series that would take place on the lower levels of Coruscant after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Underworld was reportedly shelved due to its high cost. So, to put this into perspective, Lucas, after the success of Clone Wars, he wanted to do a... Um, Star Wars live action series. He hired a whole team of writers, big names too, like people who worked on Battlestar, people who worked on Star Trek, people who worked like from all over the like uh, television media to work on Star Wars. And he told them about you got to write for Star Wars. You can't write the way TV shows work. Like you can't like write three episodes that are really exciting and then do a bottle episode. That's not how you tell Star Wars. So. What he said was, like, you got to write Star Wars. So, he like, they treated each episode as if it was a feature film. Turns out when you do that, it costs as much as a feature film to make those episodes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, the show got shelved. So, it's like 50 episodes got written, and they're sitting on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had a feeling that what they've done is they've just gone back, and they've dug through it for some of the Mandalorian stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, that's, um. I mean, the whole thing is very interesting and very uh, cryptic, I guess, like, like, none of us really knew they were working on this, right, and, like, for it to be canceled. Um, this is, like, a recent thing, or...
1: The, the, I guess, I like, guess the, was, was um, the, I guess some... Was s-
0: Disney working on, like, the production of this?
1: Disney, I don't think, had anything to do with this. This was oh, pre-Disney. Okay. This is literally, like, some test footage back when they were doing it originally, when they were started working on it, got leaked, and it surfaced on the internet. And everyone's okay. like, what is this? So. <laughs>
0: well, so, so when you first, uh, like, the way you described the story at first, I thought it was like, I thought you were saying, like, George Lucas was working on this old TV series and then... Disney was actually trying to revive it, and then it was just, like, recently canceled or something,
1: but... Oh, no, this is a canceled series from back in the day, like, resurfaced, but now people are like, what is this footage? Like, where is this from? Because (laughs) of all the Star Wars television stuff going on, so... Yeah,
0: and I can imagine you kind of, like, just being like, oh, that must be from Star Wars Underworld, and everybody else is freaking out. (laughs) You're probably just like, where have you been the last,
1: you know, two years or
0: whatever? (laughs) When it
1: comes to Star Wars... For me, specifically, when people are like, hey, did you know? And I'm like, how did you not know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But that's that's how I am with that specific franchise. So. Mm-hmm. Um, um, all right. So one more piece of Star Wars news, a news update reservations for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the hotel in Disney, the two day, two night vacation experience opening a Walt Disney World in 2021 will open for booking later this year. For those unaware, Galactic Star Cruiser will be similar to a land cruiser and will transport guests to the Holocon as part of the Chandralas star lines to experience a space cruise. During the cruise, they will live aboard the Holocon, experience their very own Star Wars story, and even have an exclusive excursion to Batuu, uh, which is the Star Wars, Batuu is the Star Wars park, utilizing the transports in the last, um, uh, the show will never break during your experience, and the... And after entering the building, everything will be designed to look and feel like you are on a real star space cruiser. Rates have not been released, but we will keep you updated. So, I don't know what you know about the Star Wars Hotel, but apparently it is going to be a... It, it's a starship. Yeah. And it apparently actually takes off. I don't know what that means, I don't know how you're going to know that you're not actually like not on the ground, but I know that they've said that there are no windows in the hotel because you're supposed to feel like you're in space, so all the windows are technically the windows to space. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's a shuttle that'll take you to and from the Star Wars park if you want to go to the Star Wars park. Um, yeah. So I just thought that was cool that they're going to start taking reservations and just some information about it because there hasn't been much so
0: It it sounds really awesome like it sounds like like I definitely want to experience this at some point in my life. I you know, I have no idea what the rates are going to be like, but it just sounds like so much fun and like I just imagine like some of the windows or you know, windows in quotation marks are going to just look like Kind of like you know static paintings of space or something, but some of them might be like
1: or they're screens. screens. And you'll
0: see, yeah, and you'll yeah. see like asteroids float by here and there. And yeah, stuff. and
1: I know, right? That's it. Just sounds it just sounds amazing. Um,
0: um, are they still are they still plant or are they still like giving all their guests like attire to wear and stuff? That's what I heard,
1: them? but there hasn't been much more talk about it since that initial like. I just haven't seen anything more anyway. Yeah. So.
0: That seems like it's going to be such a big undertaking, I think. But, I mean, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple more stories, and then we'll move on to the list. We're actually making decent time with the amount of news I got. Um, <laughs> Castlevania Season 3 will premiere March 5th.
0: Yeah, I heard about this. I'm okay. so pumped.
1: I'm, I'm really excited, too. I can't wait. Um, Lilo and Stitch live action.
0: Ugh.
1: All right, wait, wait. This is the only I made this. I didn't
0: know about
1: this, but sorry. I, I made the same reaction when I saw the story. I was like, ugh. But what I will say, Lilo and Stitch will reportedly receive a live action slash CGI hybrid remake on Disney Plus. Yeah. Which the reason I it my ears perked up is because I saw the word hybrid in the news story, and it made me think of like Roger Rabbit.
0: Okay, right.
1: So, but, I mean, it's CGI hybrid, but it's there. Um,
0: For for our more recent memory, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But, no, to to be honest, like, the character Stitch and uh, all the other aliens they have in that movie, I can see working as CGI characters. But a big reason why I I let out that grunt when I heard the story is just, like, Lilo and Stitch, when you watch the animated movie, like, part of what makes it work so well in my opinion is like everything's just so cute like it's just too cute for its own good oh. and a lot of it has to do with like how the human characters are drawn like that little girl like the way she's drawn is just so adorable and it's just like you just i don't know i i don't
1: and you're not gonna you're not gonna find a live action person that adorable
0: <laughs> kind of yeah like i don't know if they can Capture that sort of feel in live action so we'll see i mean i hope it's good i think it'll probably be cool to see like a realistic version of some of these aliens but it just look kind of like the lion king and other movies we've talked about you know the disney live action ones i don't think it's gonna be able to stack up to the original basically so
1: right um, well, I got two more news stories for you. <laughs>
0: sorry, sorry to be a downer
1: with that. No, it's, um, I, I wasn't excited for it. It's the fact that it was a hybrid movie that caught my attention. Yeah. Um. Right, sorry, three stories left, and then we're going to make this quick. Rick Moranis returning for a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie.
0: Yeah, I actually heard about this too. Um, I don't know, I
1: didn't think we'd be
0: talking about it on the show, but yeah. The only
1: reason cool. I brought it up is because Rick Moranis became a recluse and disappeared into the, like great white north in Canada and hasn't been seen since. Um, so, but if they're able to shake him loose from wherever he is to do a honey, I shrunk the kids remake movie. Um, there's a chance that, uh, remake reboot, whatever you want to call it. There's a chance they were able to get him out of his shell for Ghostbusters. (laughs) Right. So
0: (laughs) I was actually talking to some friends about this and we were joking that, uh, cause nothing's been announced for Ghostbusters. Um, we were joking that Disney had that uh, bring Rick Moranis out of retirement kind of money, and Ghostbusters didn't. Um, but to be honest, like I think I heard that uh, the reason why Rick Moranis has been MIA for so long is just because he like kind of chose to leave acting to like take care of his family or something. And yeah. You can't fault the guy for that. No,
1: know? not at all. I just know he's been a recluse, and people have been trying to get him to do movies, and he's basically like, no, I'm not going right on yeah all right um where are we at uh okay two more things fast 10
0: okay quote from Vin. they haven't even made nine yet right a quote
1: a quote well nine's coming i guess it's filmed it's like an editing phase right now uh quote from vin diesel i started planning for fast 10 before we started filming fast nine should fast 10 parts one and two be the conclusion of the fast saga it'll be nice for this world to continue with spinoffs for generations to come
0: so fast 10 <laughs> part one and two yeah
1: that's what i got out of that too
0: <laughs> is this uh final fantasy 7 or what I, going on? i
1: don't know don't knock it dude they only get more fast <laughs> and more furious okay <laughs>
0: right um,
1: i was hoping
0: that I was hoping it was going to be called FX has the movies or something like that, but...
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I just... <laughs> I know that there was a report that the uh, the movies themselves, like the, the Fast 9, like we're two months out from Fast 9 and tickets are already on sale. And I'm like, those that's like one of the highest grossing uh, film franchises as far as ticket sales go. Yeah. Um It's... The, the amount of money that it draws in is ridiculous. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think they're planning on the fact that they're going to have huge box office for it, so... There's a yeah. lot of, I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be on Fast 9 if that franchise didn't make money. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah.
0: And I, like, I haven't kept up with these movies from what I've heard, like they keep getting better and better. So, I mean, it's cool. Like they they keep making them. I keep meaning to kind of like marathon through the Fast and the Furious movies, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. I've but. never marathoned them,
1: but I have watched them all. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So one final thing and then we'll do our list. Uh, because I've, I pulled this aside just because I thought it was interesting. Um, because this is a top five podcast, um, IGN released a list of their top five superhero movies of all time. And since we love all things superheroes, I thought I'd read these from five to one in terms of okay. like, you know, their top five favorites. Um, IGN's top five superhero movies of all time from number five is Avengers Endgame. Number four is Captain America, The Winter Soldier number three is logan number two is spider-man into the spider-verse and number one is the dark knight
0: okay i mean all solid all solid
1: choices all solid choices i just thought it was cool just i ign is one of my as a trusted site for me i love searching that site for stuff so um it was nice to see and i was like oh you know it's a top five podcast let's talk about it real quick (laughs) right
0: on it's kind of crazy like before into the spider-verse came out i feel like spider-man 2 uh would have gotten that spot so it's just kind of interesting to see how things change but yeah yeah i mean if any of those movies mentioned if you wanted to make an argument that that movie was the best superhero movie ever made like you know that it's still a solid choice you know so i can't really fault that list at all yep
1: me either um all right well speaking of lists are you ready to do ours Yes. Great. All right. So <laughs> time to do the list. Um, Ryan. And now for the top five. And we're back. Um, all right, Peter. So here's what we're going to do. Let me just give a quick recap. Um, so the way this list works, this is the top five fictional worlds we'd want to live in. And you have to make a living if you're gonna live in a world, so what's the job you would want? I know it's kind of like a two part list, but you know, we could have just talked about the five worlds we want five fictional worlds we wanna live in, but I was like, you know what let's make it more fun and do a job too.
0: Which <laughs> right. which I
1: found this a lot harder than I thought as I was trying to put it together.
0: Yeah. Let's let's have our uh the real-world sort of inconveniences we all loathe.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I just this. I found this a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, so um, then I was like, man, why did I pick this list?
0: It was it was pretty hard, um, but, yeah, there's. it ended up leading to some cool conclusions for me, at least. So. All right.
1: Well, with that being said, since it was my pick, uh, you get to go first.
0: So I have two honorable mentions. Um, oh,
1: I don't, so fire away.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, I can keep pretty short uh you're probably gonna laugh at one if not both of them but uh the first one i picked was to be a bard like the guy in the witcher so it could be a bard in the witcher or D or whatever but i guess we can use the witcher universe um i was actually researching it and as far as i could tell the witcher takes place on an unnamed continent so i'm not sure what to call that but um All right. I think the bard is kind of like definitely in that show. Is He's definitely comic relief. But the reason I thought it'd be cool to be a bard is because what you'd be doing is traveling around to different taverns and, uh, you know, performing songs. And it's kind of the closest thing you could be to like a traveling rock star or something like that. But uh, you're in a medieval fantasy landscape, which is just way more exciting than the real world. So yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to, travel around to different bars and play songs and party <laughs>
1: so <laughs> right on all right um <laughs> and then
0: oh sorry. go ahead what's your other one yeah the, the next one I picked was a uh, professor at Hogwarts in uh the Harry Potter series and uh this is one where I always thought it'd be cool to be a teacher I think if you're going to teach like in any fictitious place you're probably going to pick like Hogwarts, uh, you know, the Jedi Academy, or you're going to pick Professor X's school. It's probably going to be one of those three, but I picked Hogwarts cause I just love the landscape. I think it's such a cool, like, like you'd be, you know, going to your job in like one of the coolest castles ever, every single day. The reason it's only an honorable mention though, is because I feel like the kind of social lives and like outside of school, like the lives of Hogwarts teachers I don't know if they're that interesting like I don't know if the (laughs) teachers have to stay at Hogwarts or what they do outside of school but it might be kind of boring outside of going to work sort of thing so (laughs) oh like
1: their lives outside of the school just suck
0: (laughs) not that they suck they just (laughs) you never hear about the teachers like doing anything super interesting I know like obviously that series focuses on the students a lot more but it's just kind of something I was thinking about
1: (laughs) all right well, I hate to do this to you because I don't have any honorable mentions, so you actually have to keep going.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Um, so my first actual pick is... Um, so I want to be a superhero, right? But I want to get paid to do that. And uh, so I decided I wanted to be a professional hero in the My Hero Academia universe. And uh, I picked this one because in that series you can basically be a superhero for an occupation and uh, I just think that's really cool. I think there's other series that can do that, that you can do that, but I think just like that's kind of like the one of the big bases is for that universe and it's kind of just they have that structure there where you can get paid to do it for a living and uh, most people in that universe have a power anyways and it's kind of just this really colorful, exciting universe as well. So that's just kind of the one I lead it or led towards. So,
1: right, all right, yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Well, that leaves me with my first pick for the night. Um, I'm a big Stargate fan, and we've talked about that kind of briefly in the past. Um, so Stargate is the war uh, universe the, the fictional universe I'm talking about, and um, I just want to be able to walk through the gate on occasion. So I want to be a <laughs> I want to be one of the team members. Um whether it's military or science or whatever, um, but um, specifically on the Atlantis base. Um, so, I mean, it's very off-Earth world, but um, you're specifically on that base. That's what, you know, I don't have much to say about it on the fact that I want to be able to travel through the Stargate because it looks awesome. So Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm kicking this back so, to you. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. Unless you yeah, have questions
1: that's... related to it.
0: Oh, not at all. I think it's a it's a cool pick. I just I don't I probably don't know enough about Stargate to really go in depth with you on that one. But uh, I mean, oh, yeah, it's okay. I I didn't
1: expect you to be able to ping pong off me at all on that one. So
0: (laughs) Um, so moving into my next one, I picked uh, that I wanted to be a Jaeger pilot in uh, Pacific Rim. Like who doesn't want to pilot a giant mech and fight giant monsters like that just looks so fun and so cool. And this is one that, you know, I loved the first movie and the second movie I thought was pretty good as well. And, uh, it's the only drawback I could think of is as a Jaeger pilot, you have to do it tandemly. Like you have to have that co-pilot there because one person can't, uh, handle piloting a Jaeger on their own. And, uh, that's, that's the only drawback is like, I want, you know, to have my own mech, but I just thought, the sort of uh, aesthetics of the world, the monsters all look badass, the robots are so cool, and it just like, I thought that'd be such a cool job, so.
1: Yeah, no, that's. I just. I loved, loved the first movie and the idea of how the Jaegers were driven and all that stuff. The second movie just didn't sit well with me. Um, it was fun, it just didn't sit well with me in the end, so.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. The second one wasn't. Definitely wasn't as good as the first one. It was kind of. Uh, like, it wasn't a bad sequel, it just kind of wasn't the same, I guess. <laughs> it didn't hit you as hard or get you as pumped, I guess. Yeah,
1: and, well, you could tell that the involvement from Del Toro was there for the first, but not the second, so. Yeah. Um, all right, well, my next pick is The Muppets.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <you're dead. laughs> now, no, I mean,
0: it's an awesome pick, I just I have no idea what you're going to be, how you're going to be involved in this one.
1: Well, you got to remember that The Muppets is based off of a... Uh, So the Muppets show was a variety show that was done as a stage show, and then later when they redid the Muppets show on ABC a few years ago, they did it kind of like The Office, so it was like a television show, and it was still all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. So what I would want to do is I would want to live in the Muppets universe and be a writer in the writer's room. Cool. Yeah.
0: No, that's, that's absolutely awesome. I didn't really watch the newer show, so I don't have, like, the most detailed point of reference but i think that sounds like a blast and
1: like well the newer show is on disney plus so i it's only one season i highly recommend checking it out it's hysterical okay nice <laughs> um awesome. but it's done like the the newer show the way the newer show works is like miss piggy is a late night talk show host like uh, jimmy fallon or uh, stephen Colbert, and yeah and they uh run the, and you see all the behind the scenes of how a show like that's done, but it's with the Muppets. And it's done in like yeah. that, it's done in like that office style, like as if you're watching The Office, but it's the Muppets.
0: Right. So the way you describe it, I almost imagine it being like a uh, 30 Rock almost, but just with the Muppets. Um, too, that is a, like that. that
1: is a much better uh, way of describing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on. But I, I, I get what you mean, because it probably has that sort of docu- docu comedy sort of uh, setup to it where you know you have the confessional sort of like just one character talking to the camera at certain points and stuff yeah like and that. it
1: is and they make a they make a in the very first episode they make a joke about it where Kermit says hey just by the way this is happening with the camera so be mindful that it's there and know that they might pull you <laughs> aside for interviews and then Gonzo has a really funny joke like right alongside he's like I hate, and he's like, you see Gonzo talking to the camera, and he goes, "I really hate when they do this kind of thing. It's just a way to get more jokes in when they don't really need to make more jokes. God, it's so stupid." <laughs> and then they cut back to the meeting, and Gonzo goes, "I love this idea." <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> That's
1: great. Um, yeah, like I said, it's great. But like, I've always liked the Muppets, and I thought that'd be a really, it'd be a really fun job. So, cool. All right, what do you got? Okay, so my
0: next pick is. Uh... I couldn't remember which spot I'm at, actually. But okay, so my next pick is—you um, are probably sick of me talking about this movie series, but I think it'd be cool to be a Viking um, in Berk from How How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, okay. Because and the reason I picked this one is because by the time you get to the third movie, um, the sort the city or village or whatever of Berk is uh, so integrated with dragons, like dragons. Permeate every single aspect of their way of life and it's just this really lush like really cool way of life they have where if you lived there like you'd be interacting with multiple dragons like constantly you'd probably have your own dragon if not multiples that you could ride around and stuff and it just looks like so much fun and so cool and I just love that series so much and I love the cartoony but still like really cool looking aesthetics of everything and i just thought this one would be a blast so
1: nice all right yeah no i haven't i've only seen the first how to train dragon movie i haven't watched the rest um but that third one looks just astounding so i feel like i need to get caught up um, all <laughs> right um all right so my next one is lego <laughs> i didn't even think of this. <laughs> 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 so that's cool how many times have i played with legos as a kid or not as a kid because i'll be honest i played with legos way longer than i should have um and what adult can't say that anymore when we have a lego masters television show on fox i don't know if you've have, watched that yet i was gonna ask have you
0: watched that at not all? yet
1: it's been on my list but it just kind of came out It start they started it on the like the wrong day so i just haven't a chance to watch yeah it. um
0: it's um i've, I've watched i watched the two episodes that are out right now and it's really fun it's um you can tell like it's a little bit the way that we used to play legos as kids it's a little bit different where things are thought about a lot more artistically i want to say with the way sure. you construct things but at the same time there is that sort of playful like making something cool to play with but it is like i think it's like really really fun as far as those like competitive reality shows go so i'm excited nice. to hear what you think of it
1: nice i'll take a look um I,
0: to be honest that should have been on my sorry i keep interrupting you that should have been on my what i've been watching i just kind of forgot oh.
1: about it to be honest. <laughs> a, it's all good <laughs> well anyway um i want to live in the lego universe which means i want to be literally a mini uh minifig in the lego universe Mm -hmm. Um, not, like, someone who works at Lego. I want to actually live in the world of Lego. Um, So, to be completely honest, if I'm going to live in the world of Lego, I'm going to want to be Batman. (laughs) But if I have to not be Batman and I have to pick a practical job, um, I thought, like, I I would want to be a police officer in the world of Lego. Okay. So.
0: Nice. I probably... I feel like I'd have to pick Astronaut if I was in there, because just
1: how many cool space there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool space stuff but when i was thinking about the police officer i was like this is a character that technically if you like play right can do all of it and i can still go to space (laughs) so (laughs) this is the world of lego
0: (laughs) join the space police
1: (laughs) right there's there's a way there's a way to do it and i'm like i could do everything if i just be a cop in the world of lego so (laughs)
0: okay fair enough (laughs)
1: <laughs> like I said, th- hey, this is my list.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, no, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> all right, what do you got? Okay, so this is, I thought it was funny because um, I was listening back to our episode two weeks ago, and uh, you actually used this as the example to explain your list, but... Uh, uh, the co- the, costu-
1: I, the costume design list?
0: Uh, well, I mean, when you were pitching this list, the sort of like... Oh, real-world job in a fantasy world sort of thing. Yeah. You use this example that, that I'm going to say right now, but I want to be a bartender in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> like, I want to own and run my own cantina. I think that'd be really awesome. And I think I've even mentioned this before. I don't know what episode, but it'd just be cool. Like, I I like, um, I guess, just relating to people in their everyday life. But if you're in the Star Wars universe and you're just like, dealing with weird aliens and bounty hunters and all sorts of interesting stuff, I think that'd be such a cool job, you know? And it's still not, like, you're not going to die from blaster fire or something like that. Like, it's not the most dangerous job. It seems sustainable, but it still seems really exciting, so...
1: No, yeah, like, yeah. Um.
0: (laughs) And, like, I think if I could do it, I'd have to pick a planet where... I mean, the classic example is, like, the Mos Eisley Cantina, but... I would just have to have, like, outside of my job, I, I would need, like, some cool ships and, like, speeders and just, like, have a planet that I could do a lot of cool stuff on, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, we'll get back to Star Wars momentarily. Um, <laughs> right on. Um, well, my next pick is, uh, uh, I'm going with the Dungeons & Dragons universe, or D&D. Um, cool. because I, th- I thought it was funny that you brought up the bard early on. Um, yeah. but I'm going to have to go with uh, a ranger as my job because when I was like putting my list together, I thought to myself, okay, I need a job. I need a job. I need a job. And when you make your character in D and D you're, when you choose your class, that's essentially your job. Um, <laughs> So I was like, and the Ranger is always just, it's just one that I really like um, in terms of, like, you know, weapon choices and, like, background and, like, the the character you end up creating. And, you know, you're you're, you're basically, that's kind of a character that's, like, one with the world. Um, So it makes me think of, like, all the swashbuckling kind of characters that I like, like the Mad Mardigans or the Wesley from um, Princess Bride or, like, you know, just those kind of characters. That's exactly who I think of. Um, Or, like, the Jon Snows from... Uh, Game of Thrones, like, you know, the ranger is a part of the world and knows the world best, and even though it's not, like, the royalty, but they know the world best. Um, and they get to nice. go on all the cool adventures, so I was like, yep, that's definitely what I would be. But it's a cool world that is, like, endless. So Absolutely,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, D&D is, like... Like you said, it's an end- endless world. Anything can happen, and there's so much cool places you could explore and go to. I think any sort of class that you pick in that world is like will work you know, I think it's the beauty behind D and D is there's something in it for everyone. Like you can pick a character that's perfect for your personality. And so like there's no wrong answer to this question in D D, just as long as you pick the one that will work for you.
1: Right. So. Yeah. Alright. So final picks of the night. What do you got?
0: Right. Okay, so this is probably my one that's most out of left field maybe but i think it's really cool and uh i was thinking of um stuff like tales from the crypt and creepy comics and those like sort of anthology horror stories okay and how there's always like a host like you've got the crypt keeper you've got like sven Gooley, or uncle creepy or you know there's a lot of them and i was thinking about like when the when the horror hosts aren't telling stories or, like, introducing stories, what do they do? And that's kind of what led me to decide, like, I want to be a horror host, like, in a Tales from the Crypt-style universe. So I want to be the guy who comes in and introduces a story and makes bad puns, and I'm probably some crazy undead creature or something. But I just think it'd be fun because it's just kind of, like, in a way, you're just kind of a cool storyteller, but it just kind of seems like you get to kind of hang out and do whatever you want as long as you're entertaining for the times that you need to be so
1: (laughs) and that's really funny actually yeah
0: (laughs) and i i just i just love that sort of uh you know going back to the like old 50s horror comic and just like i guess horror stories in general like i love that sort of aesthetic and those sorts of worlds so i just think it'd be you know i think I don't know any horror host that doesn't seem like they're always having a good time, so I just thought this would be a really good one to pick.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually that's actually really funny because that's honestly like I haven't watched Tales from the Crypt in a really long time, but that's my favorite part of Tales of the Crypt is watching the Crypt Keeper do whatever he does. Like that's honestly and the reason. Yeah. that's the reason I watched the show was specifically for the Crypt Keeper, so.
0: yeah yeah
1: definitely um that's a good point my uh my final pick of the night is the star wars universe because to be completely honest at the end of the day i just want to live in the world of star wars um the jobs that i would i'm saying jobs because i was like it's either one or the other um I wow. want to fly an X-wing real bad, so I'd want to be an X-wing pilot first and foremost. Um, if that is something off the table, I'd probably want to be a smuggler and do the Han Solo thing. And you know, either way, I get <laughs> either way, I get to fly to different worlds and explore and have like the adventures and stuff. So, uh, but yeah. X-wing pilot first and foremost, that just seems like the coolest thing on the face of the planet. So,
0: I so I actually um, in the, I in love the galaxy wing pilot answer. I actually gave smuggler a long hard think. And I think I chose not to just because there's so much, uh, I think, like, morally, there's a lot in question there, where, like, <laughs> depending right. on what you're smuggling, like, you might not be the best guy, and that's just kind of what stro- you know, drove me away from that choice, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that makes, that makes sense. I just was thinking about the adventure aspect for Han Solo. Um,
0: Absolutely, and that's and that's what's awesome about it is the adventure aspect and being able to travel all over the galaxy and, yeah, it would just be great. Well, my
1: favorite, <laughs> like, you know, I I read a lot of the Star Wars books and due to like how the books are kind of handled now, I just I don't really read them anymore. But my favorite, um, my favorite part about the Star Wars novels was there's a nine book series called X Wing. And it's literally like Luke Skywalker is a background character at best. You barely like you'll barely see him in the story. But it's about the X-wing pilots for the Rebel Alliance. Uh, um, and yeah. it's it there, there's it's such an amazing amazing series. And it's just like it's almost like if we were gonna take Top Gun and make it a uh, book series, this is how it would be. And we're just gonna set it in space. So. Yeah. Um. I mean
0: what's not to love about
1: that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's just it's just awesome. So yeah, Star Wars uh, X-Wing pilot is probably what I would land on for my final pick of the night. Um awesome. that puts us at the end of the list, man. Um yeah. what are we uh, what are we doing next week cuz it's your pick? Okay,
0: yeah. So I have this list and I was excited about it and I actually asked you about it uh, off air and I swore you I swore I stole this idea from you, but you didn't think so. But either way, I think it'd be fun to do. And that is our top five favorite fictional pieces of media. So this is like when you're watching a TV show and the characters in the TV show are watching another show or movie or something. Oh, my God. And you just really wanted to, like, watch that movie. Or, like, they might be playing a video game or a role-playing game. And you just, like, thought, like, oh, man, that game looks so cool. I wish that existed in real life. Does that make sense?
1: It does, and it's going to be stupid hard.
0: I think it'll be hard, but I think, I don't know. For me, I feel like there's a couple from my childhood that kind of popped to my mind right away. So I hope it's not as bad as uh, you're expecting. I um, have
1: I have two off the top of my head right now.
0: There you go. Guaranteed um, to make
1: my list. It's the other three that are going to be an issue. <laughs> right, um, and
0: this is a funny list because it's nothing but deep cuts. But okay, I think it's
1: fictional media.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: i got to write that down. So fictional media. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, fictional pieces of media.
1: Um, yeah, you get to explain that next week. Um, all right, and since we're on list, so, so we're going to explain this. Yes, the Oscars are done. Um, we're going to do Peter's n- list next week, so we'll do this fictional media list next week. And then the week after, just to give us just a little bit more time, we'll do our favorite movies from 2019 to close it out. So we have just so we have just a little more time to try and get in any of those Oscar movies that caught our attention. Um, (laughs) There's like three that I want to try and watch in this time. We'll see if I get them in um, and we'll go from there. Um, Nice. Yeah. So, uh, Peter, do you have anything else to add before we close this out for the evening? Uh,
0: no, I think we did
1: the thing. <laughs> yeah, and and you gotta go look at the Batman suit now, because you were, like, shocked to find out that that dropped today. <laughs> right, so it, right. It, it was like, literally, like, an hour before. I'm like, crap, another piece of... I'm, like, I'm excited <laughs> to see it, but I'm like, man, another piece of news we have to talk about. Yeah. Um, Alright, so with that being said, uh, that puts us at the end of the show, another episode in the can. Um, please check us out at our website, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, along Twitter and Twitter, and Facebook, along with uh, our link to our email, top5report at gmail.com. If you want to interact with the show, check us out there. Um, uh, we are on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Um, please subscribe to us because if you do, you will not miss a single episode. And you can leave us a review. We love the five stars, but we also understand criticism because it helps us get better and it makes the words we say feel important. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Peter?
0: Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at NinjaPierre, and that's where I will be spreading the word that the stitches in the cowl in the upcoming Batman movie are not the cowl stitches that you would expect. They are actually evil stitches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a long... <laughs> I look forward to your tweets on that. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Well, for the top five report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.